Good day, everybody. Welcome back to the Colchester Sports Podcast. You're here with Marty and myself, Matt, and uh, we got some stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, I got a quick update here for you, but more importantly, there's something Marty's got to say, I think. Yeah, we got to address the elephant in the room here. I believe it was last episode that I ended off and I gave a shout out to Mitchell Cook to prove me wrong. And my golly, did he ever prove me wrong. The cookie monster ate my words. That's for sure. Boy, that guy is having a good start to this season, wouldn't you say? He's having a great start. He had a good year with the CC Cougars. They had a, a phenomenal season. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of continued. Uh, i just looking at, you know, three games, 3.33 goals against. He has a shutout, believe it or not. Uh, he's he's up near the top of the save percentage. Like, he's arguably on paper the best goalie in the league right now. And I believe I deserve all the credit in the world for that because I woke up the cookie monster. <laughs> yeah, shout out to uh, Mitch Cook there. Uh, beauty, what a beauty. Uh, Bud Heavy, they're having a good start. They're 2-1-1. We're three games into the season for them. Um, lots of bright spots in that lineup, to be honest. I just don't know what it is about that team. But they're young. They're fiery. They want to play. They love playing with each other. They, they have fun. What's not to like about this team? Watch out for this team. Yeah, probably another team to watch out for. I know we didn't give them... Uh, I got a few messages after that last episode aired, and I know <laughs> I know we didn't give them any props uh, early, but that episode was shot, I think, after the first night. So that was super, super early. You guys hadn't, they hadn't played yet. It was a preview episode. Um, yeah, it was the preview of the season. Um, but yeah, let me, let me wind back here. I got an update. I got to let you know about my voice here because it probably sounds terrible. Um, but I <laughs> took a hockey puck to the throat couple nights ago now and uh anyway that has led to my voice to be affected the way it is the goalie stopping the puck believe that that's right and it, you know what it was in warm-up i was oh, <laughs> you should have left that part out oh uh, i want i just wanted to leave i wanted to get out of there <laughs> but you can't you're the you're the only goal second goalie in pickup so secretly anyway, matt has covid and just trying to cover it up with a goalie <laughs> with a puck save Trust me, I, I'd probably rather COVID than that. That that hurt, man. Anyway, just have to make sure everybody knows. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, led to my voice. It's it's a lot better now, though. I can at least talk. It's just a little bit ras- raspy. Anyway, let's move on. Um, yeah, the Bud Heavy team. I'm excited to see how they do this summer. I think there's a lot of promise there. There's been a couple. Uh, I've heard some rumblings of of a few claims by a couple of some of their players. Uh, actually, I think you quoted last episode. Um, from Nick Marshall, they're gonna win the summer league. So That's those are right. big words. His his exact quote was, "Not only are we going to win the summer league, we're also going to win the summer slam." So they're on their way. We could sit here and probably have an episode dedicated to these young fellas, but I'm I'm pretty excited to announce that I'm gonna get I get the call up next week. 
So they're going to have a little veteran presence in the locker room next week. And hopefully I don't bring them down too much. Boys, don't feel bad about making me sit on the bench. I'm just there for moral support. Yeah, so Marty's getting uh, drawn in the lineup. They got a few bodies missing next Wednesday. And uh, you're on the roster, so completely, uh, of course, legal, above board. And, yeah, we'll, you'll see some action this summer. Love to see that. Uh, it's a big game. Side. It is a big game. It's uh, it's kind of the two top teams right now, the first and second place teams. We'll see what happens. There's game Sunday, so we'll see what happens. Um, what's today? The 26th, so that, that'll be the 28th. We do have some games to come up. So, But as of right now, first and second seeds will play on Wednesday. You're, you're coming in the lineup. It's a huge game for you. We'll see, uh, we'll see how it goes. The Colchester excavation and Bud Heavy. It'll also, Wednesday night, will finish the first round robin. So every team will have played everybody and we'll be back to the start of the next round robin. Um, play every team twice and then that's the regular season. So you gotta you kind of get two cracks at every team and then we'll go into playoffs. It's coming up pretty quick. Like it's hard to believe that, you know, again, we're on episode four here and the season's almost half over. You know, summer season's a little shorter than the winter season. But like you said, everybody's going to play everybody twice. You'll get to see who everybody's got and what they're actually made of. And then we separate the men from the boys when the quest <laughs> for the Chelk Summer Cup sorry, begins. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we could extend the season. I've thought about that. You could play into August. Some guys want to. I think personally I don't. I think, uh, I think it's kind of nice to give a month to kind of chill and then, you know, guys are going to their camps and stuff anyway. Some We have a lot of the boys home this summer that are playing on legit, still, like, competitive hockey. So they go to their camps, and, you know, they have tryouts and stuff coming up. So I think it, I think what we're doing, kind of May, June, and then July kind of playoffs, I think that's probably the right way to go. I'm happy with it anyway. You have to remember, too, like, we have the Summer Slam in August. Little shout-out again. Get your teams in August third to sixth i believe is the correct date as a little post up on the instagram page to show the info on that so having the season shorter like you said may june a little bit in july is good give some guys some time off and then come back again for the tournament i i, I think that's the way to go yeah i think so too and we have some teams rolling in i had some texts uh this week we got some teams for both divisions rolling in. Just a reminder, we the we have an open division. I'm not going to be looking at rosters for that um, in terms of where people played. And then we have our recreation division, which uh, will allow three junior B players per team. And everybody else has to be below junior B level. So those two divisions coming up both uh, uh, on that weekend. And I'm going to I just have to confirm with the rec, but I believe... We don't have games on Thursday. I know that's a big golf night. I know guys like their golf. Um, so it'll start. that's why it's starting Wednesday. We'll play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Only a couple games on Wednesday and Friday just to kind of get the ball rolling. We only have one ice surface, remember, where these other tournaments have Brookfield, sometimes the stadium, of course, DeBert. Like there's other rinks that they play at East Hans. Colchester Cup went out to East Hans. We got one rink to get this all in. So, um, 
yeah, I, I thought it'd be kind of nice too, rather than just go to the rink on a sunny Saturday in August and play three games, you can play one game a day kind of thing, right? So we'll see how it all shapes out, but I'm, I am excited for the, the SummerSlam tournament for sure. I will announce too that I am putting a team into the uh, SummerSlam. I think we're going to play. Hold on. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hold on. Is that the same? What team is this? Is this the team that I'm aware of or no? Ooh, I don't know. The Goblins? I don't know. Is Travis Bentley on your roster? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. So that is one of the teams that I was ah, aware okay. of. Okay. I, th- I I wasn't sure, but yeah, we're, we're going in it. Looks like it's going to be most of our team that's going to be formed for next winter. We're going to put the team together, have a little fun before the season starts. Unveil the Blue Goblin jerseys that I believe are going to be the best jerseys in the league. Sick. Um, that, that, that'll be sweet. And that's I thought that's a great like place for this tournament. People to try out, you know, or just not try out, but kind of get rosters together, kind of get guys excited. Um, I'm still working on one of the guys for the rec division in the winter, seeing if he wants to put a team in to this tournament. I think if, you know, if they go in, have some fun, that'll carry over and I'm like let's play the winter so it's it is also a way to kind of grow um what we're doing for the rec division specifically uh, you know fine with the elite division last year but grow the rec division grab some more teams and more than three <laughs> and then we'll be uh yeah we'll have a, a better division right let's just dive into a little bit about the season so far uh like you said most teams have played uh everybody I believe at least once now. Uh, is that correct? Almost. So on Wednesday, everybody will have played everybody. So there's a couple okay. games, two games Sunday, and then three games on uh, Wednesday. On Wednesday, there that'll Wednesday. round out the first round robin. Yeah. Yeah, and so so far, uh, Colchester Excavation leads the way. They're actually undefeated in four games, three zero and one. Surprising for me. You know, we both had our early season, early season predictions. Remember, uh, in the Titans and the Underground Snacks, both teams got off to a little slow start, but lots of hockey left. But this Colchester, excuse me, Colchester Excavation team, I believe they're going. Trying to figure out how to say this, I believe they're doing so well, partly due to. Brent Walters, he's playing pretty well. He's having a great start to the season. He's been he's been the backbone for sure. There's no question. And then I just look at the uh, and again I know you guys have played four games, but you got the three top scorers in the league right now. Actually, I believe this is very odd for me to say, but I believe you are the uh, top scorer in the league right now. That should never happen. <laughs> I've never had that title in my life. <laughs> um, so how much are you paying these refs? Yeah, it's the goalies. Man. You got to pay the goalies off. Well, the, no, the, it's, yeah, anytime anybody scores, they just go, yeah, that was Matt. That was Matt. Yeah. Matt wasn't even on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, that's been super surprising. And like, I know it's, yeah, it, it's a joke. It's funny that it, it's the way it is right now. Um, I don't foresee it lasting. And like I said, we do, like you said, we have an extra game played. That helps. Uh, you wait till after Sunday. You'll see some, some other things like some other guys probably step up and and surpass that. 
And um, I'm not usually a goal-per-game guy, even in beer league. It's just not the way I play. It's just not – I don't know. It's, just, it's definitely a different position that I'm in currently. But, uh, man, to see my name at the top of that list, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll mar- marvel in that for a minute or two. <laughs> As you sit there in your new Jersey Devil, Jersey Jersey. Hey, shout-out to the Jersey Jersey. Uh, let's uh, – the other thing on the – Colchester excavation. Um, <laughs> man, I like their. So I've been playing with them this year, of course, um, and uh, not normally my full time team, but it's been uh, it's been interesting to see like a different team and what goes on in the dressing room and you know how guys are and stuff like that. And um, these guys are a big supportive group of like friends. Like they just want to play with their friends. They. Uh, that's all it is. Buddy's going to the rink, playing some hockey. They stick around. They watch the games afterwards. They just want to be in the rink with their friends, watching hockey around hockey. Like, it, it, it's been kind of fun to see that. The Hogs are like that too. We, you know, they would stick around the, in the dressing room and, and share stories and stuff like that. So, um, it's been kind of fun to watch and, and be a part of this year, this summer. But uh, yeah, Brent Walters, couple game MVPs. Bryson Curry had a big night the other night. Finally came out of his shell a little bit. Two goal performance. He'd be the guy that uh, you know would have the skill. I would say of that team playing some junior A and stuff. Um, and then we have a big pickup, Colt, guy I never met. I hear uh, a lot about this Colt. guy. Yeah, he's getting a lot of praise. He's uh, he's a kind of like a a gritty Sheldon Susie, like he's kind of that kind of player on defense and. He's been a big a big plus, and then I got to shout out uh, Booma. He's been he was a spare. I think he's gonna get some more games in here, and he's been uh, solid. He, he's been kind of the rock of that blue line. Brad Moore with his first game MVP the other night. Sorry, sorry, and who? So Bobby Moore. Bobby I love Moore. That, man. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that was a little surprising, but it, man, he's uh, I love it. He's having fun and. And it's been a fun group. Uh, I think I will say, like, I do think that team, and I'm on it. I don't, you know, don't hate me, but I do think that team is overperforming right now a little bit. I will say that. I think a three zero and one record. I think they're kind of like not lucky or happy, but I think it's surprising. It is definitely surprising, and and I'm just being logical, you know. Um, I did uh, put out my. Even this was the other night. Texting one of the captains, and uh, it's my regular season predictions still, and I still have red outside. Cold, sorry, Colchester excavation outside of the top two. Um, I do have them in that three to four range. So that, you know, we're first now. That means a, a slow decline. So, um, yeah, they've turned some heads, I think, and it's been fun. But uh, yeah, we'll see how things shake up there. I believe you guys are one of because. I know you're on your roster. Chase is on your roster, and I know that he won't be able to play every game. He's not in the Truro area this summer, so getting him when you can will be a plus. But I believe you guys are the only team that doesn't have, as we call, a pro player. Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. You got and you gotta. I think that's a good like mention. And I like the. I do like the like pro. Like I know pro hockey. A pro hockey player is a real thing. But like for the Chell, the pros, you know, just labeled as the guy that that's played Q or um, 
pro hockey or what's the other one? Uh, uni- university, so yeah. AUS or CIS. And yeah, so the Colchester excavation doesn't have one. Chase is on the roster. He's played one game. And I, I, like you said, I don't think he intends to play more. But he, if he's home and it's convenient, he will. But uh, yeah, it's just like, like I said, man, it's a group of guys just going out to play some hockey and see how they do. So I agree. Uh, like, yeah, one guy isn't, you know, as good as Chase is, and he's an exceptional player. One guy isn't going to bolster your lineup that much. You still got to have a goalie between the pipes who's going to get 25, 35 shots a game. Uh, it's nice to see the McHugh brothers playing together again. Both contributing. Let me shout that out real quick. Nate McHugh broke his leg. <laughs> this guy broke his leg in, an, in a four-wheeler accident last year. <clears throat> was in a, a boot and cast for, I don't know how long, eight months, I'm going to guess. Couldn't Didn't play all winter. He dressed when they were in the playoffs. I saw him dress. He skated and warm up, and I think he just sat on the bench the whole game. Uh, again, just a guy that loves to be around hockey. He's with his brother. I love that. I love playing with my brother. And now he's playing. He's back to playing competitive, well, beer league, but competitive beer league. There's some good players in this league. It's a fast league. Yep. And he's playing. He just broke his leg. So anyway, shout out Nate McHugh. You have uh, two sets of brothers on your team. You have the Bentley brothers on your team as well. Yep. Love to see that too. Do love to see that. And yeah, that's a good surprise. Was this team, did this team come from the commercial league? Was like the core, like the nucleus of this team. That's a nice word. I like that word. <laughs> was the nucleus of this team from the commercial league? Yeah, that was okay. the in the party party, party ice days. Ice, yeah, and it's funny. I just mentioned the other day, like the the name party ice is still thrown around. Like, so people will say the party ice team, and it's just like the red red jerseys. But it's just funny. That's how guys still label. That's how far that like branding can go for a team. I guess. For sure. That's like, what, six years ago? Yeah. But yeah, the core of that team played in that uh, commercial league. Yeah. And I was on that roster actually 2016, I think, 2017. So I got to play a year with them. Cool. Cool. No. Uh, Just going back to the standings there, actually, um, the Titans are actually in second place right now. But I think it's because they have a fourth game played. Gotcha. They did beat uh, Bud Heavy last week. Uh. And I believe on the last podcast, again, I mentioned how I was going to take a clipboard to the rink to learn about Glenn Frizee and Sandy McKenzie. If I don't know who these guys are by now, I'm never going to know because it's all I hear about is how good these two guys are and what a treat it is to have them in this league playing, enjoying themselves. I get guys at work all day. All they talk about is how quick and skilled Sandy is and then Glenn goes out and says well don't forget about me and and has a hat trick last game ends the Bud Heavy's perfect season it's it's great to see I love it yeah and I'll uh, I'll reinforce my message from the last one if, if I had to pick a team um, I'm still gonna go with them and yeah like the yeah, we could name all the players again, but I think it, it, the product is there. Um, and Frazier's name doesn't even come up, like, you know. But he's it's, uh, such a 
backbone to that team. That, but uh, that roster is deep. That roster is deep. It is good. So they'll be like I said. I think you know. I do think all six of these teams can compete with each other. I do think all six of these teams, um, uh, like yeah, anybody. It's anybody summer. But uh, anyway, I'm I'm just gonna place my horse on. Uh, I guess my bet on the Titans horse. I guess is what what you'd say. It's when all six teams make the playoffs. You know, I think it would make the league a little more competitive. Not saying it's not competitive enough because it's it's super competitive. Like I'm excited to play next week, but at the same time, I'm I'm gonna have to take like three days off because I know I'll be so sore after the game. But <laughs> when all six teams make the playoffs, you know, I I, I got a feel for the Purple Dragons right now. Zero and three start to the year. Tough tough start, but. When things click and they go your way at the right time, who's to say these guys aren't going to come out and upset, you know, one of these giants at the top of the leaderboard? Like, anything can happen. 100%. And you're 100% right. Look at Florida this year. Look at St. Louis Blues 2019. Like, it just takes the right timing. They got the right pieces. We just played them the other night. They're a good team. They got some good pieces there. There's there's a lot of good players, uh, a lot of legs. They got a lot of you know a lot of legs, a lot of bodies. Yeah, G and Gavin have the right performance, and um, their supporting cast steps up a little bit. That team, that team can do some damage. I would say. I think the surprise right now for me, and I know, sidetrack here for a sec. My early prediction was the underground snacks. They're okay. They're just getting started. Uh, I believe I mentioned the other day when Dylan won his player of the game, I just said if this team gets hot and Dylan gets hot, I don't think there's anybody that can beat them. But I'm really surprised with the Hogs right now. Like, you know, somebody's got to go in that locker room and give them a Al Pacino any given Sunday type speech. Because they're they're near the bottom right now. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's dive into the hogs a little bit here. I got some guilt. I do have some guilt. I got have to put that out there. That was the team I played on in the winter, of course. For those that don't know. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to show that I'm just happy to play wherever. But <laughs> if you look, I just feel like I'm not. You know, I should be on there, especially where. I should be helping that team as much, whatever I could do, which I, you know, whatever. Um, Spencer Scott, I think he's looked great. Uh, I've been talking to him a little bit. He thinks he has another gear, and uh, I know who, you know, I, those that know Spencer knows he's a competitor. He's never gonna go away. He's always trying to get better, and you know what he said? I texted him. He said. Uh, he said, "This is." He's like, "Don't, don't worry. This is exactly what I need right now." That's scary. <laughs> that is scary. That's awesome. I so, also think this is the first time because because Spencer played last summer for most of it. Then he played last winter, and we all know about the torch he went on last winter. 
This might be the first time he's lost back-to-back games in the Chell. And if that's yeah, what that is, if that's what he needs to light the fire. Again, an, another situation where if, if Spencer gets in his own, nobody's scoring on him. Yeah, and I got to watch a bit of the Hogs and Underground Snacks game, and that was good. It was good hockey. Spencer had some huge saves, absolutely huge saves. And I do think, I think he's serious. I think he's tweaking some of the things he's doing, some of the things, uh, like some of this technical side of things. I think with his increased skill level of the league, I think he is kind of reviewing his game and, and how he can get better. So I think he's right. This is what he needs right now. And he's going to only get better this summer, which is crazy to think about. Um, and the Hogs, the other thing, the Hogs uh, in that game, they had a lot of scoring, good scoring chances, and they just couldn't finish. And I think that'll come. I think that'll turn around eventually. Carson Landsleeve on the doorstep a couple times. Dylan making huge saves. Um, but I think Carson, that's a, a time when Carson would like to have that chance back. Um, and that's a completely different game. It's 3 nothing after the first period. 4 nothing early in the second. They had a 4 nothing lead for the Snacks. And... Uh, yeah, the, the Hogs did get a couple back, finished in a 5-2 final, but that could easily could have been a 4-4 game, 3-3 game, shootout, you know, have a shootout. So I think the Hogs are figuring things out. There's a little bit of growing pains for some of the new cast. There's, you know, it's kind of a new makeup compared to the winter. So I think they'll figure it out, and I think they're, listen, that's not a team that I would want to face first round of the playoffs no right no how unlucky is that draw could you imagine if you know they slide a little bit let's say a couple key guys miss some games and they finish like in that five six hole or four hole imagine a first round matchup between titans and hogs yeah that's a heavyweight match somebody's somebody's going home upset that night yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's the other thing. Is, uh, uh, Spencer, when I was talking to him, he said, do all six teams make playoffs? And I said, yeah. He's like, all right, we're fine then. So I don't think there's too much concern in that dressing room right now. I know things aren't going the way they want. And I know the Hogs are used to winning. They're a winning franchise. They're, uh, and I know it's not going that way right now, but summer is just... Just getting started. We're all, they're only three games in. They're only 30% done that regular season. Um, so lots more to come for the Hogs. And, uh, yeah, keep pushing. I'm, I'm cheering for them for sure. They do have – I was just checking my notes here. They do have a couple uh, nice additions to the team. Uh, Colby Landsleeve was recently added. So that'll big certainly – Big pickup. Big pickup. And uh, Matt Vora, who recently – I believe played prep school in the States. So that'll be another nice pickup for them. So things are trending up. Let's, let's say that the hogs are yeah, trending and, and let's call it like it is. I think Colby's kind of, uh, he's a spare, but we saw what happened for him when he played for, um, Macintosh marksman in the winter. We saw what happened come playoff time, who was on the roster, who was playing, so, 
yeah, I don't expect much from Colby in the regular season, but once that playoff game comes around, I would put money that he'll be in the lineup. So just for those of you who don't know, we don't have a minimum games played for playoffs. It's it's just too hard to track who's playing each game. It's a lot of work for myself and Matt. Like we can't always be at the rink to monitor this and puts a lot of onus on the refs. So we just said no. Um, May 31st is the roster deadline. So you can make all the additions, subtractions, whatever you want up until May 31st. After May 31st, that's it. Somebody plays that's not on your roster. I mean, you've been given ample amount of time to figure things out. Fortunately, that's that's probably going to end up, I believe, in a forfeit loss for your team. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's correct. Yeah. We've had that in the winter. We had a forfeit in the winter due to roster in ineligibility. So it's happened in the past. And yeah, it's just it just is what it is. It works. It works. I mean, it, it's pretty simple. You know, if I wanted to put Sidney Crosby on my roster right now, and there's a chance that he may show up in the playoffs, as long as he's there before May 31st, he can play. Yeah. And the, I mean, I'm not going to say it's the best best thing but like i already said i do think it's i do think it's the right way to go because it's just the least amount of hands-on that i need to have in the during the whole season people can fudge rosters too if you're filling out game sheets oh, i'm just gonna put uh chase chase is here tonight refs don't look at it or whatever happens all of a sudden i get marty gets the game sheet at the end of the night Okay, Chase was there, no points. Okay, I'll p- make sure that's a game played for Chase. So I think there are, there's just going to be workarounds. Like people will find the way around it to get Colby and these guys the minimum games played. So just easy. Tw- you have 20 names, one has to be a goalie. Fill out your 20. There you go. And that's your team. So we had, yeah. I mean, this is a good topic to talk about because it happened last year. And, and I, I believe this is part of our growth and where we're going with things. But last summer we tried the minimum games played. And just when you think everything is going well, the playoffs come around and I believe it was purple. So the now Macintosh marksman had a player, uh, Navarro, who was all set to play and everything. And then he got called out because he only played four of the allotted five games that he needed to play and that was probably a big loss for them i know they played us in the semifinals and i believe we won 4-2 that would have completely changed that game and at the same time you kind of feel really bad about doing it but a, a rule is a rule you know i use the funny analogy and people look at me crazy when i say this but every time you go to a red light and it's red you stop don't you it's just a rule. Yeah. You you stop That's at fair. a red light. So, you know, roster deadline's May 31st. Don't make any moves after May 31st. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that's important. But I also, like a, what, what you just talked about, I also think it shows that, like, I am willing to change. And, like, I don't take these rule changes lightly. Um, I put too much thought into it probably as part of my life. I have a long commute to work. And so I do put a lot of like thought into things. And when I, oh, would this work better or would this work better? Like there's a lot. And then I text people. I'm texting Marty. 
What do you think about this? Like, there's a lot that goes into something when I make it. Last summer, we started with no, there's no rules. It was like, hey, guys, who wants to put a team in? Let's have some fun. Things got exploited. And it's like, okay, we need to have some rules. So the the league's constantly changing. We're constantly adapting. We're only in the second summer. Um, I'm already thinking about things like the 50% junior A rule. Do we adjust that? Does that? Has that been exploited? Maybe. I don't know. So anyway, there's nothing's perfect. I'm not saying I have the best rules. I do think, let me say this. I'm going to say this on the pod. I was hoping not to do this with my raspy voice. I do think Truro has the best beer league in the province. I am going to say that. I'm biased, sure. I got to say, I think the Chell is the best experience for a beer league player in Nova Scotia. You hear Am it I right? I don't know. You heard it here first. Um, but yeah, so I am open, rational, logical, well-explained thoughts. Let me hear them. And as long as this, I don't think it's you're doing it to for your own situation. A lot of people will text me and say, hey, what about this? And I'm like, okay, you want that to happen because it helps you or your team. I think about everybody and, and the most logical solution. So anyway, hit me up anytime. I always get feedback at the end of the seasons from the captains. Uh, but if you feel like your voice isn't being passed through your captain, then just shoot me a message. Um, yeah, let, let me know what you think. Yeah, no, that's pretty fair. I mean, you're pretty easy to talk to. You know, if they don't want to talk to you, they can talk to me. I like talking to people. That's fun. Hey, you know what? Yeah, head into Cleves and talk to Bentley or Marty. Um, you know what? You, we were talking before the show, and you were telling me some stories about Cleves and uh, some of the workers. You guys could have a TV show. Man. I'll say we have a good crew right now. I like the guys and the girls that work for me. Great group. We have our ups and downs, but nothing's better than when you're sitting at work and somebody says something and Nick Marshall bounces out of somewhere and just goes, you talked about that on the podcast. (laughs) It it kind of makes you feel nice to say like, Hey, you know, people are out there actually listening and you know, maybe they get a little bit of enjoyment at the end of the day. I mean, like, you know, we were on for what an hour before we actually started recording this, just shooting the shit with each other. Like, I, I feel like we could talk all night, but when somebody comes to me and says that, you know, Hey, what you're doing is good. Or I like what you're doing. Like it, it, it really brings some enjoyment to, to my life. Like it, it really kind of gives it a little purpose. And if I can bring enjoyment to somebody else's life, well, what, what else do you ask for? hundred percent. And so I do appreciate all the texts I've gotten to. There's been a lot of people that I'm like, wow, it's pretty cool that they've listened to it or they've checked some, uh, some, uh, some of it out or, you know, there, there's comments on these, uh, the clips on Instagram and stuff. So I appreciate all those, those, uh, messages and stuff. Just letting us know, like, it's just nice to hear feedback. It can be like, oh man, that sounded like shit or whatever. Is that the first swear word on the pod? No, the well, first I, swear- I said one before. Oh. Last episode. That's my. I think that's my first swear word, though. Um, PG thirteen. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, appreciate all you guys, and like I said, yeah, this is like Marty said, we're doing this for fun. This is definitely just for fun, and um, yeah, it's for you guys. Like, it's fun to talk about the guys that feature the guys in the league and 
talk about some of the stuff. But, uh, yeah, don't take anything to heart that we say. We're just two guys that don't know much about hockey but love to play or love hockey, I guess. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. It's it's fun. I, I think we have some goals and aspirations that we might try to obtain, but we'll get there someday. But, yeah, no, it's been good so far. Definitely. I got a topic though. Yep. I don't know if you're ready for something yep. else. Give her. Okay, here we go. I need to talk about celebrations. <sighs> Goal celebrations. I knew that okay. was coming. Now, so you got to hear me out though. All right. and everybody listening, you got to hear me out. I and okay, I gotta I gotta preface this a little bit more. I think um, this isn't fully thought out. This thought that I have is not fully thought out, so there may be lots of holes in it. But I would personally like to see more goal celebrations brought back into the Chell. Well, any. There's none, really. And I think I want to make it a space where it's okay. Like, I know now, typically, if somebody celebrates in a beer league or whatever, it's kind of like, wow, that guy's an a-hole. I won't swear again, but, that, you know, that guy, that guy's... Wow, that guy thinks he's the, like the shit or whatever. Um, I want to make it a place where it's not that. It's kind of like, it's kind of like hilarious to somebody celebrating, or it's kind of like fun. It should be, it should be like supported a little bit. And I'm gonna go a little bit more before you jump in, but even if it's at the minimum of the five guys on the ice coming together in a huddle and then going through the bench or something, or not going through the bench but five guys on the ice coming together in like a little group huddle before then going back to center ice. I think that is more like visually appealing for a spectator or um, I know when I showed up to the rink on the, on the Sunday night when Bud Heavy and Purple played and I saw that because, you know, a lot of those guys are young. They just played high school and that's what they do in high school. That's what they do in competitive leagues. They celebrate with their team, whether it's like the five guys on the ice coming together, fist bumps or whatever, and then breaking off. And it looked awesome. I, I was like, man, this is so cool to see in the Chell happening. But I know as old guys, uh, yeah, if, I, if that happened on any other team, it's kind of like, what are these guys doing? But I'm going to put it out there. How do we make this acceptable? Do we want to make it acceptable? I think it. I think it would. There's no harm in it. I think if guys know that it's kind of like s practiced in our league, it'd become less like aggravating to see. I think it's tough because I, I don't know what the average age of the league is, but I feel it's over 25. So most of these guys, most, I would say over 80 percent probably, have been out of real competitive hockey for seven, eight, ten years, twenty years, some situations. Like for these guys to see and 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 I'm not saying it's not like we shouldn't have it. I, I you know what? Celebrate. Have fun. At the end of the day, it's it's to have fun. You're hanging out with your buddies. Could you just picture this? It's game three of the final. And just for the topic of this conversation we'll say bud heavy is playing the titans and bud heavy scores with 30 seconds left to go up by one that's a big moment you probably just won your team the cup so 
celebrate. Look, look, look at Florida the other night. You know, all these superstitions about not touching the trophy and they grab the trophy and they celebrate with their team. Celebrate with your friends, celebrate with your boys. I, I so think you are that's for, fair. you are pro celebration. To and no, hold on, I'll go back here. To a certain extent. Now, I don't need no Team Mussolini glove in the air shooting the duck kind of thing. Like I don't yep. we don't need that. But yep. if you score a goal, I like the idea of, you know, giving a little fist pump to the guys and kind of a little huddle. Hey, we scored. Cool. Um, you know, I don't need the Nathan McKinnon dragging the ice. I have a I have a story here. So this is this is actually kind of a cool story, and I'll hold this to my heart for a while. So a few years ago, I played in the Hockey Heroes Tournament in Halifax, which is for the Heart and Stroke Foundation. And I have a new appreciation for that tournament after my father had a stroke a couple years ago. He's okay, but it was a pretty pretty rough time in my life. Anyways, so we were playing in a game and. Our celebrity was Al Ifrady. Shout out Al. Unbelievable guy. But we played against the team. They were yellow. Don't know where they were from. But their celebrity was Dale Howarchuk. Rest in peace, Mr. Howarchuk. So me and him are at the face-off. And pretty cool. You're, you're sitting across from a legend. And at this time, it was 5-5. And we went down. Puck came out in the slot. I scored. And again, it's gentleman hockey. It's a fundraiser tournament. There's no semifinals, no finals, like no crossover. There's nothing. You just play three games and you're done. And we went up 6-5, not much time left. And I celebrated. I let go. Big fist pump and a big woohoo. And the other bench did not like that. They were chirping. They were chirping. So this is this is kind of the heartwarming of the story. Howard Chuck comes over to me, puts his arm around me, skates skates me over to their bench. These guys are just going at it, but when he when he comes over, they just stop. They go silent. And he just looks at them and he goes, "Boys, this guy just scored a goal. Let him celebrate." And I'll I'll take that with me forever, you know, my one interaction with this guy and it was unreal. Cool moment. So celebrate. Yeah, wow. Celebrate. That's special, man. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Sweet. So sounds like you're pro celebration. Within reason, yes. I'm pro within reason. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't mind the the rub the ice though. I think that's I think that can be used in tighter games. I don't know, man. I no. There can't be <laughs> I think I think Anyway, maybe just playoff. Is that a playoff celebration? I don't no. know. Do we? But, do we? Ha- so here's here's the question. I, I think where we can branch off in this. There's no overtime, correct? In regular season, no. Playoff. Yes. Okay. So, again, game three, championship round, overtime. You score a goal. Are you throwing the gloves up? Are you Are you celebrating that much? No. Okay. But I think, I think it just adds. I think my whole, and I'll probably get chirped for some of this, but I, I do think like, I do think it adds not an element, but like, uh, it adds like to the league. It adds to the. I saw some someone sent me a video of a goal from the winter league, and it was like in a playoff game, and the the skater just turns around and these like we all just pretend it doesn't happen. 
we all pretend we just go back to center ice and pretend nothing happened and i think it's just like it's bad optically it'd be bad content like if you shot it as a live stream or a footage it would be bad it would be not yeah it just would be like boring i guess is a better word i don't know i i want to i'm going to advocate here to start all five guys come together on the ice like all five you know in the corner or whatever and just fist pump and then go back to center ice i don't know we'll see maybe i've been trying to think of ways to encourage it like do we do like yeah you could almost have like sponsored prizes that we could hand out to the guys or the teams let's that... not get silly let's not get silly <laughs> okay I, I, hey man this, I, I, this is where my brain goes yeah I, I i and i can see that trust me i talk to you more than i talk to a lot of people so i know where your brain goes um, I had a thought and I completely forgot it because we got talking about your brain. Oh, my bad. That's all good. But, uh, yeah, so right now I'm just going to let you everybody know again, this is unfiltered. This is just me talking without putting much thought into it. But I would like to see it. I would like to see some more energy, some more happiness. I don't know. Even if it's against my team, whatever. That's cool. The other thing, too, that I, I want to touch on is when you have run time, you, can't, you don't have time. You have time to celebrate. So you score a goal. Let's say you're down 2-1, or sorry, 2 nothing. You score a goal. What about run time? What are you talking about run time? Well, just, though? I'm going, let me finish, would you? <laughs> Stop cutting me off. <laughs> when, when you have run time, you can't celebrate. You don't have time for it. But fortunately, in the Chell, we have stop time. See, Matt, what happens when you let me finish? So okay. with stop time, it, it creates the opportunity for possibly situations like this. Again, I'm, I agree with you in the sense that, you know, if you score a big goal, you score a goal, sure, celebrate with the boys, fist pump here, fist pump there. Again, we don't need the team of Solani shooting yeah. the duck, the Nathan McKinnon grabbing the ice. We don't need... Grabbing the ice is cool. I don't know. <laughs> cool but you want to hear a pretty funny celebration? Yeah. High school. Our biggest rivalry was with West Kings. Uh, I'm from the Valley. For those of you that don't know, I went to Central Kings. So our biggest rival was West Kings. So when we played West Kings, I don't know. I played in the barn. I don't know if any of you remember the Berwick Arena. It was an old barn. Anyways, so one of my buddies scored a goal. And he must have been playing this for a while because none of us knew it. Skated over to the glass. Blew on the glass, wiped it off so it was nice and clear. Pulls out a Sharpie from his sock and signs his name in front of the West Kings fans. Craziest thing I've ever seen. That's excessive. (laughs) It's like an NFL celebration. Yeah, I was just going to say. But there's a a topic for people out there. Those of you who listen. Yeah. What do you think? Let us know. I'm going to put it to the team captains, too. I don't know. We'll see. Because it could backfire. I do understand that. It could lead to some more scrums and guys being aggravated. You know, you get scored on, and then someone just celebrates. and it, So, yeah, I could. it could definitely backfire. I do see that side. Or, you know, guys, hockey guys are supposed to be humble and modest. So, anyway, I'm just, uh, just spitballing here. But, yeah, let's, let's move on comes with maturity too I think I think you have to realize like hey we're at the end of the day again we all have to get up tomorrow and go to work so if I'm playing 
let's say I'm playing the Purple Dragons, for example, and they score a goal. They're a bunch of young kids. They're excited. They're cocky. They celebrate. It is what it is. You let it go. You want to you want to make a point? You know, go score. Go score a goal of your own. Celebrate yourself. You know what though? When we played the Hogs the first night, we were down. What were we down? Two nothing. Three nothing. Three nothing. And there's a loose puck in front of Spencer Scott, and we're you know we're everyone's whacking away at it. Comes to me on the far post, and I take once like I you know try to shoot it in. I miss uh, the puck bounces, so it misses the first swipe. Come back and hit it the second time, and and I was on one knee at that point. Put the puck in the net. It was gr- gross, garbage goal. Here I am on one knee, and I'm like, man, I'd love to like celebrate because I think we're gonna get. I think I was thinking at the time it was gonna be like a five-one, six-one blowout, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to just like do like a celebration and like kind of make it a make fun of myself that we scored a, like a dirty garbage goal and then you're just like you can't you can't do that like it's just not accepted the guys won't take it as like you're having fun or like you're poking fun at yourself and anyway and but the, you don't get many on spencer scott you just don't those are ones you should probably celebrate <laughs> that's right again anyway. like if, if you know if the regular season doesn't excite you okay it's just the regular season Everybody makes playoffs. Maybe that's something we adjust. Maybe only four makes playoffs, and it makes the regular season mean something. But in the playoffs where you have to win, you know, maybe guys will celebrate a little bit more. I do think, but I think, like, the deep down, the real thing is that this hockey doesn't matter. Like, at the end of the day, obviously. And I think that... Speak for uh, yourself. That's fair. That's very fair. But uh, I make it, like, for me, it matters. I, I like to care a little bit about it and have some fun with it. But there are guys that would, would probably have that mindset, and I think, uh, you know, it's beer league. It's whatever. and Guys should show up to play and go home. And Anyway, I don't know. I just feel... But isn't that something we, we, that we're, we're, like, I don't know, maybe we're trying to strive for? And maybe it's just you and I in the clouds, but, like, you try to strive for... Like you said it earlier, you you want to argue that the Chell is the best beer league in the province. I mean, there's some pretty good leagues out there. The Nomad League is really good. The League in the City is really good. And yes, at the end of the day, maybe guys don't care. But I think the ultimate goal probably is to make them care. I, I don't know how you, everybody can sit there and say that they don't care. Again, I, I go back to last year when I was presenting trophies to the Unicorn Makers and Camden Weldon. Like these guys were excited. They just they, they they have a team, they hang out with their buddies, and they win a trophy. That's exciting. They care. Yeah, it, it's it is a fine line because I'm kind of asking guys to care enough to like. Yeah, to care enough, but to not care enough that they get emotional and angry, and and when you lose, guys kind of get silly. So, yeah, it's definitely a fine line. I think that's like the, I think that's the line I'm walking. Is like, does a celebration it can add, or like a group celebration even, that adds to guys caring and the experience. I think of it, 
but it also on the other side can aggravate people and lead to more guys like chirping and stuff like that so is it good or is it bad i don't know we'll find out but but th- I feel that's like we fine dead though like, this time. i've been waiting patiently to make a suspension post <laughs> so listen listen i wanted to do one in the <laughs> in the winter winter chill and uh it was vetoed but uh no it's all good <laughs> i i would you know what the other post i want to i want to see is a trade post and we did have our first proposed trade in the captain's thread. Yeah, that was never going to happen. However, <laughs> however, there there is a free agent out there and I feel like, you know, the insiders cuz I'm keep staring at my phone waiting for it to light up and find out that this guy was actually picked up. We're not going to spill the beans on who it is or how it's going, but trust me, when it's announced, you'll know. There's a big name. There is a big name floating around. Uh, we'll see how that lands. But, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, so I, I think to kind of end off, you know, talking about the league, we'll just um, – I think I touched on you guys at Colchester Excavation, you know, Matt McKenzie, yourself, Bryson, and Jordy uh, lead the way right now with goals. Uh, Navarro and Verge also there with four from Underground Snacks. Uh, somebody will separate from the pack here in the next few games. Don't know who. You know, maybe somebody down lower. I look lower at the standing at the stats here, and I, I see Ben Higgins has three. You know, there's another guy that we haven't even mentioned yet. This podcast who, you know, fits in really nice in this league. Carson's having a great year so far. And, 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 like, we keep talking about but Frazier. Like, we cannot forget that Frazier White plays for the Titans and is still in this league. Dylan Cook. Dylan, Dylan Cook. Cook. Like, the talent in this league is, is yeah. really, really good. And just flipping quickly over to the goalies, like, again, I'll eat my own words. Good on you, Mitch. Like, I'm happy for you, man. Like, to call somebody out like that and he answers the bell – you, you got the best goals against average right now. You're in the top three or four in save percentage. Keep it going, man. Keep it going. Yeah, can you read off the other uh, the other goalies? Yeah, for kind of... sure. Uh, Brent Walters uh, is having a great year. He's he's 3-0-1. That's why Colchester's in first place. I solely believe that he's he's playing above. You know, Don't get me wrong, Brent's a great goalie, and we all love him. Uh, I think he's playing a little better than he usually does right now. Uh, and then Jacob Curry, the Titans are, are starting to get rolling. It doesn't hurt. I know last podcast I said if one game, winner take all, I would probably take Dylan over him. That's not to say he's not a good goalie because he is he is a good goalie. He's comp- you said it best. He's a competitor. He's going to compete. Yeah. Uh, Spencer Scott's, I'm, I'm really interested to see how things go for Spencer. Just after what you said earlier, about he's got another gear and not to worry because every team makes playoffs really sparks my interest because I feel like he's going to go on a tear. Like he, he might not lose another game. Ooh. Uh, and then we'll just give a quick shout out to Colby Benson. I know he's only been playing goalie for a couple years. So to throw himself in the fire um, in this league, you know, hats off to you. Uh, things are only going to get better for you from here. I got to say on Colby, that's what I want to do. 
I want to be, I just played, started playing goalie like a year and a half ago now. Um, I want to play, in, <laughs> I want to play in the league and just have fun with my boys. But I don't, yeah. But anyway, I, I think, uh, yeah, hats off to you, Colby. Keep playing and just having fun. And, and that's how you get better. You got to play against these guys. These guys, these are hockey players that played, yeah, competitive levels for 20 years, 20 plus years. Yeah, so good on you. Keep playing and, and keep learning for sure. It's it's pretty cool to look, and you know, let, let's be honest. It's written right here in the stats. Uh, the Purple Dragons have got blown out a couple games, but again, they're a young team. It's early in the season. Thing things are only going to look up from here. But looking at the other goalies, like it's pretty cool to see that in gentlemen's hockey in this competitive chell league that we have, they are all four right around four or less goals a game like usually when you think beer hockey you think seven five six three ten six like high scoring games you know again cookie he, he's got a shutout like it, it's it's great to see that these guys are competing definitely and he uh what team did he shut out was it the hogs it was the it hogs. was the hogs so that's no joke yeah i i was away for that and my phone lit up about the save i mean that I, was yeah that might be the save of the summer i i and wish just, we could have got that on film but it, it's all i hear about you know when the guys the young guys come in at work and talking with you know marshall and 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 kaylin like the save is what we're gonna we're gonna call it the save <laughs> the save yep so Definitely. again, do we have any any other chill topics on the docket tonight? Uh, no, I, I think that pretty much is it. I, I think we got an exciting announcement, and maybe I'll let you announce it about what is coming up on Wednesday for us. Oh yeah, this Wednesday. Not you mean not you playing? Because that's a big announcement. That's the biggest uh, announcement. This, this Wednesday, uh, the Colchester Sports Podcast is coming to you. So we're gonna be. At the rec, um, funny enough, we actually play against each other on Wednesday, 7.45 game. Um, but we're going to be at the rec early and uh, do some coverage. We're going to get some interviews. We're going to do some stuff post-game as well. We're going to do a mobile podcast and get some on-the-job or on-ground uh, feedback and stuff like that. So we're going to take uh, – we might reach out to a few people here and get a few guests See if we can get a few people lined up. Won't be a full-length podcast, uh, but we would like to do that sometime. We will get some guests. We do have some people lined up. We're going to sit down with them for a full hour kind of, uh, and dive into some things. But what Wednesday will be will just be quick 10-minute, five-minute discussion, a couple questions. Thank you so much for joining, that kind of thing. So, yeah, stay tuned for that, and, and that'll, be, that'll be a fun one for sure. I'm pretty excited. I think it'll be great especially, you know, since we get to play against each other and then to come back and talk about the game and hopefully I score six goals so I can get ahead of you in the scoring race. <laughs> but That'd be impressive. All, all in all, in all seriousness, guys, those of you that are listening, please reach out to us. If you have anything you want to talk about or if you're interested about being on here, we're just two guys that like to have a conversation and shoot the shit and you know, we're not, we're not mean, angry people. We're not going to hurt you. 
So please, we, we want to talk to you. For sure. Definitely. Yep. Um, so I think, I think we can move on from the chill. I, I know we are branded as the Colchester sports podcast. So we're, we're also going to talk about other surrounding sports in the area. And I, I think the biggest one for us right now is the demise of the Truro Tide. So sad. I, and I was in Walmart the other day and I saw like a 12 year old with the Truro Tide t-shirt. Oh. And I was like, wow. Yeah, it broke my heart. It did. That's so tough. Go ahead. You, you want to, you want to, yeah, I was just going to say, like, know. I just, I just, I don't get it. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, the whole dynamic of the league, I, I don't quite understand what they were really expecting. Uh, it's, it's tough. Like, we only have one Canadian basketball team. I don't think Canada's a huge basketball nation. And I mean, you're more of a basketball guy than me, but I think the, the idea was there, but how they executed it was just... And for those Do of you who wanna, don't know... Yeah, kinda, I'll just preface like the, the news. Yeah, so the EBCL, Eastern Canadian Basketball League, or... Might be East Coast, I don't know. Yeah, either way. One of the two. So they had a team, they had a league, had five or six teams. There was uh, Charlottetown, there was a team in the Valley, there was Truro Tide, St. John, Moncton. Bathurst, maybe two. Bathurst, maybe two. There might have been one up north. Anyways, good league. Truro was, I believe, unbelievable. They they went on a, I believe it was an 11, not 10 or 11 game winning streak. Like, they were on fire. And then, you know, the money just, I believe, wasn't coming in. And unfortunately, they had to shut the season down. And at first, they were supposed to have a tournament that we even talked about possibly attending kind of like a end-of-the-season tournament playoff. Are they still doing that? Or? No. Wow. They just kaput, done. That's it. That's tough. And so do you think the, the do you think that's money? Well, it has to be revenue Well, related. I heard a rumor, and again, this is just speculation, but I heard a rumor that the team in the Valley bought a basketball court. I won't say how much it was, but they bought a basketball court, installed it, and it was a dud. The oh, ball would not bounce. Oh, no. So imagine spending a lot of money on your favorite car and it not starting. Well, you know, just on the Valley team, I heard that Truro and the Valley were, you know, they're, they're not the fault of the, the of the league collapse, but I heard they were two markets that weren't super strong. Now... Speaking of Truro, and I didn't make it up to a game, unfortunately. I did tune into some live streams, and I did have some friends that go to the, went to the games. But uh, they played out of CEC. That's a high school gym. Some of these other places are playing out of uh, stadiums. I mean, the old Halifax Hurricanes. I know they're not in the league now, but they played out of the Metro Center. Same same quality, like it's the same tier of basketball. I think, um, just, just to cut in there for a sec, I believe the Hel- it was the Hurricanes, correct? Halifax Hurricanes? It was something for, yeah, they, it was the Hurricanes at one point. Yeah. They were, I believe, a step above because that was a Canadian basketball league. Like, that was all of Canada. Yeah, but I do think that players that played in there are now playing are now, in the East okay, Coast Okay, basketball okay, that makes league. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I know they. I think the intention was to play at the Wrath Eastland Community Center. I think that was the intention, but it never happened. And I think that would have helped um, as much as you know, as silly as that is. But I heard they were getting three fifty to five hundred people attending the CEC games, and that was like ticket sales. Um, yeah, like the they announced the the ticket sales type thing. That's a good amount of people. I mean, you, you want more, of course, but that's a good amount of people watching basketball. And I know you're saying, like, Canada has one team and stuff. I think basketball has come a long way. I think Vince Carter started that movement. But now, I think, um, more recently, obviously, Kawhi Leonard and the championship in 2019 was massive. And I do think you'll see a, a surge and a wave of Canadian basketball interest, myself included, here I am, a grown adult, like 26 years old. Kawhi Leonard got me into basketball, and now I play uh, pickup in Truro. Like, it's crazy. So imagine the kid influence that, that the, uh, he's impacted. So anyway, I, I think there's a market for it. I think there's a place for it. I personally was interested on a, on a personal level to attend the games. It just didn't line up with my schedule and, and things that are going on. But You're older than 26, are you not? now oh okay <laughs> just making sure 2019 was four years ago oh that's crazy yeah. uh but yeah it, it's kind of sad i, I think it, you know the other thing is like, why couldn't they play at the ac like do they not have a good yeah that's a good point i don't know i think the seating might be another issue at the ac i don't know what it's like um for seating but i know cec had like the stands that pull out from the side of the yeah. the and yeah if if you can seat 500 plus that's a good amount um uh, but yeah I do think the rec would have helped I think that's just a better venue I think uh I don't know what the expense would be the expense is probably a bit more with putting in the over the ice surface cuz they leave the ice in all summer mm-hmm. so obviously so putting in uh the hardwood over top and taking it off I'm sure that has more expensive staff and stuff like that but yeah, I think that would have been a better. They do it for the graduations. They, they, you know, there's a couple graduations in the summer. They do at the rec. So they have wrestling I don't know at what... the rec. They can have basketball at the rec. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I know that was the intention when they first announced the Truro Tide, and then something must have happened. But, um, yeah, and, and there's obviously way more than I know of of the financial stuff. It was the entire league, it wasn't just Truro and the Valley that caused these. I just heard that those two markets weren't robust. I'll say that. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because like like you said, you know the 2019 boom from when the Raptors won. It 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 did I guess bolster you know basketball in this country. So I, I think there is a place for a league. I think it just has to be done correctly. Um, I'm just reading an article here about it. Um, what went wrong is the question they all are asking themselves. They, they don't really know what went wrong. Um, I guess the other part of it all, too, is like you bring these athletes in and, you know, they need places to live. They need places to stay. This isn't like a professional league, so they're not getting paid millions of dollars. So they need jobs. So there's a lot of, you know, stuff outside of actually playing the game of basketball that, again, we don't know about. But the biggest thing I, I read in this article was, you know, what did we do wrong? I got a question for you just on that. What 
what would you classify as a pro professional athlete uh well this is going to coincide with the chell itself but i think you have to deem an actual pro if we take chell right out of it take our league right out of it a pro athlete i fully believe is somebody who gets it paid to do what they do so junior a do they get they get like a weekly or monthly yeah pay, but... right are they are they pro athletes? I know. I'm just asking. No, no, no. Know. I know, but I. No, they're not pro athletes. Okay. Uh, the basketball players on the Truro Tide, I heard, get paid fifteen hundred bucks a month. I don't know if that's every player or if that's like star players and there's different wages. Fifteen hundred bucks a month to play basketball. Is that a pro athlete? No, because if you were a professional basketball player, you'd be in probably be in the NBA. So I just looked this up. Professional athlete means an athlete who earns a living by competing in a sport. Oh, actually, this is interesting. Or receive payment for performance at international championships or related events, including preparation for the Olympics. So Okay, so here... Yeah. Here would be my... My input on that, I think a pro athlete is somebody who can uh, solely live off <clears throat> of their wage from their sport. That's sure that's super vague because can you live off fifteen hundred bucks a month? Maybe somebody can. Not today, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I think that I think that would be my answer. So CFL players do they? Some of them have other jobs outside of CFL. Some of them don't. So, are they pro athletes? I don't know. Anyway, that's just a int- see. This is a, that's this a my good, brain. that's a good point. You bring up the CFL. That's a really good point because I do remember it wasn't the quarterback, but I think it was like one of the running backs for the Calgary Stampeders a few years ago. He talked about how he was an investment banker during the day and the star running back at night. So. Yeah, and they get paid better than the basketball players. They get would, paid so better than the basketball players. I would say if you get paid to play a sport, you're probably semi-pro. I think that would be fine. Like I don't know, junior A, are you semi-pro? I don't know. I mean, you. you but anyway, one one big thing that everyone always looks at too is when you talk about student athletes, for example, the student comes first, and in this sense, like professional. So I I feel like you look at your big four main sports. And maybe the couple underneath of it, that would be the line. If you get a thousand bucks, yeah, but it, that can get dicey though because you you look at European European leagues, and people that go play pro in Europe and in Germany and Australia for basketball, China, Taiwan. Like, I think they're still pro athletes. Like Dwight Howard went to Taiwan. He's playing pro over there. Like, I think that's still a pro athlete. Yeah, but he's playing in the, he's, I feel he's playing in a pro league. Like if you play, right. if you play division, if you play the top tier in Sweden, that's a pro league. If you yeah. play division three in Sweden, everybody's going to tell you that you're playing semi pro. Yeah. Right? I would agree with that. I think we're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Good question though. Good question. I mean, that's, that's a question that, people are going to ask forever. Like what defines you as a professional athlete? That's right. Yep. Like if I throw you 50 bucks Wednesday night to uh, let us win, does that make you a professional athlete? Cause I paid you. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. But yeah, so Truro tied, unfortunately, uh, for now. Anyway, we don't know the future status of the league, but for now, they are done in Truro. Yeah, that, uh, I just, again, I read here, maybe coming back 2024. That that's uh, gives them we'll a few see. months to kind of think about what they want to do, but sponsor sponsorship was a big was a big letdown. Ticket sales were kind of in some areas were a letdown. I think that yeah, and I think that's referencing Truro and Kentville, but I'm not sure on that. Hard to say. That's really the, I think, big news coming out of Colchester at this time. Uh, I don't. Yep. I don't think there's anything else really going on. It's summer right now. I I do have one thing to say. Like, um, working at Cleves, I, I deal a lot with uh, the minor, you know, so, like the CC riders and the uh, baseball in the area. Some good news today out of the Truro minor baseball. I guess their numbers this year have been are the highest they've been in. I think Joe said it was seven or eight years, which is wow. which is great. You know, nothing more can excite. I mean, I'm not a parent, but adults are seeing you know kids, you know, aspiring to be athletes. Yeah, actually, that's that is interesting because I do feel like there was a lull in baseball, and maybe that's just my perception of it. But I do feel like when I was growing up, well, I, yeah, when my when my dad was growing up baseball was a thing and i think there was a lull and then i think when those dads became dads there was another pickup in baseball my, my brother played i played for one year and i just felt like there was like a presence of baseball and then i feel like that dropped off i feel like you know late 2000s and then into the 2010s i feel like the interest in baseball like rounded and people were doing other things like tennis or um Soccer's always been big. That'll always be big. But I feel like people left baseball to do other things. But now I feel like coaching the CEC team, everybody on the team played baseball. Like everybody, I feel like now like baseball for is, is big. And so to hear that it's growing, um, yeah, it doesn't really surprise me a whole bunch. But it's good to hear. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty sure this is public knowledge, but I'm pretty excited that the new turf ground coming in Toro will be a great thing for baseball. Is that at the tack grounds? I don't know. I, I don't think it's there. Oh, okay. Uh, there, there was a talk about a huge project there, right? Is it the tack grounds? Cause I heard that it was going behind belly up. Oh, wow. That would be huge. Yeah. That that's, that's a good spot. Yeah. Right by all the restaurants and stuff. That'd be Great a good spot. Yeah. Right by the highway. Yep. Teams can come in close. But yeah, I know the TAC rounds was, was looking at a huge revitalization project or something where they had a new track and stuff like that. I don't know where that is currently stands, but I always thought that was a, would be so good for, uh, for Truro. I think we have the most outdated track in the province, and I don't think that's just made up. I think I heard that from somebody who ran uh, track and field old gravel like it's just so outdated yeah in, in order to host any event i feel you gotta have a synthetic track now regionals districts yep. exactly yep gravel's just not gonna cut it i i know the other thing too is they play football at the tack ground so and it's surprising how big football is in Truro, but 
we don't sell any football gear. We just don't carry it. Sorry. All those people out wow. there that are looking to buy football gear, we don't carry it. Personally, I just want to give a shout out to uh, a great season. I know it's not Colchester related, but it's it's sports and it's it's close to home. Halifax Mooseheads had a great year, uh, really good year, and losing to a team from losing to Quebec, coached by Patrick Wall, big Habs guy I am, so that's kind of cool. And it, it's kind of a little close to home for us in the Chell because one of our Chell members did, I believe, either this year or last year, play for Quebec, uh, Lucas Canning. So that's kind of a little cool. You know, hey, the team won. He used to play for them. He's part of the Chell. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. He did. It was uh, He played for the Ramparts this year. Um, he was. Uh, he did move back home, and he did finish his year playing Junior A for the Bearcats, but... Lucas Canning was on the Ramparts this year, so I don't know. Does he get a ring? Are there rings? No. Give him a ring. No. It's just no, like, we can talk. We'll dive into that topic on a different pod. Yeah. I know. Just like anyway. Stanley Cup. But yeah, shout out, shout out to Lucas and uh, the Ramparts. Fun fact about the Memorial Cup: the last three winners of the Memorial Cup have been from the Q. So the the team that's won the Q went on to win the Memorial Cup. So pretty cool. Anyway, thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next time on Episode 5. Reach out. Let's make this a community. We are a community, and we're here to help. We're here to chat all things Colchester sports. Thanks so much.